Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. We're in a slightly different environment today for those watching on YouTube. As you can see, we are in my living room. I, uh, I wasn't feeling being in front of the computer today. I want to do something a little bit more cozy, a little bit more, um, you know, a, a different vibe, but another another kind of nerdish element to to the culture we we kind of imbibe, so to speak, right? So. The idea today, and I don't know if you guys just can see it, actually you can't, but for those on um, on YouTube again, um, I have some books, and I am going to go through them, talk about them. Um, these are the books that I'm reading currently. I think it'll be a nice little exercise in something different for the channel, uh, and also a fun little episode to keep me talking whilst I haven't got a guest star, because I find that very hard sometimes, you know. Um, so, essentially we have... Uh, Four books, no, five books to go through here, and I am listening to an audiobook as well at the moment. Obviously, I can't show you that right here, but um, I will obviously discuss it all the same. So let's get started with number one. This is Star Wars Padawan. Um, this book is about Obi-Wan Kenobi, as would you guess, a Padawan. Um, it's a, it's okay. It's a young adult book, um, so it took me a little bit more to get into because I have to change my mindset when I read a young adult book because I have to be able to accept that it's not going to be all seriousness and dourness. Not that I love that in a book anyway, as you guys know, I'm a little bit like, I like to pull back on that at times, but I do think that um, this book was harder to get into because of that. Uh, I've only read about three or four chapters at the moment, but it's shaping up to be an interesting story. It does call back to the High Republic a bit, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, they are coming out around about the same time, so I get why they've done it. Um, but yeah, very interesting book. Um, it's got a little bit more of a like a Qui-Gon um, Obi-Wan vibe similar to Master and Apprentice. I do think Master and Apprentice does that better and I do think it's hard for this book to then cover the same ground because they're trying to deal with like the Qui-Gon Obi-Wan um, struggle and they're like they're very different types of characters. And I think it's very hard for this book to achieve anything with that because Master and Apprentice already did it which is written by Claudia Gray. This book is written by um, oh gosh I'm going to be really really horrible now and not remember the author's name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it is written by uh, Kirsten White. Um, again, the writing style, there's nothing wrong with the writing style apart from it. Like I say, it, it is young adult, so it's a little bit harder. Um, I haven't got the cover on it at the moment, so I can't read you the blurb. But I think maybe if we read maybe like the first paragraph, I think that's okay, right? Well, we'll find out. Um, the tentacles appeared with no warning. Wrapping, wrapping around Obi-Wan Kenobi's wrist, uh, that's a hard sentence, wrapping around Obi-Wan Kenobi's wrist in a deadly barbed grip, he yanked his hand toward his body. Scalding liquid added to his confusion and pain as he slipped and fell backward onto the hard ground. Now, so that's that's kind of like the, the style. It's very straightforward sentences, and I, I'm fine with that. Like, again, I have no issue with the, the construction of the book, just the mindset I need to be in to read this book, and that's why I have struggled to take a little bit longer on reading this one. Contrastingly, I am also reading at the moment. Again, I don't have the covers on these because I like when I'm reading to take the um the like hardback covers off because I feel like they get ruined and I'd rather they get ruined. I'd rather they not get ruined and I'd rather have them after the fact. So I have got these books without the hardback covers on. So like it's just straight to the hardback. Um and what um what this one is is I don't know if you guys can see that on YouTube, probably not. Um, but it is one of the the kind of most um Influential, I think maybe that's a bit strong, but one of the most talked about books of recent time, 
um, like the past few months, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Now, a lot of people have, were talking about this. This is big on Twitter and it was big on like talk shows and stuff like that. Um, now, I did watch iCarly when I was younger, so this book was very interesting to me from that angle. I wanted to know kind of the the story surrounding Jeanette McCurdy, surrounding iCarly, etc. Now, I haven't finished it yet, but I am about, I think I'm about 150 pages in, which is about half the book. Uh, 100, 138, 138 pages in. But this book, I think, is something that I could genuinely recommend to most people. There's some, there's some people that this book will not appeal to, and there's some people that this book will trigger. There is a lot of issues surrounding, um, you know... Um, Again, trigger warning before I say this, um, bodily issues, anorexia, um, kind of um, parental abuse. Not, 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 it, it's hard to describe because that sounds a lot worse than it. Not that it's not bad. It, it's very hard to describe. Basically, if you've ever felt powerless um, in a situation or if you've ever felt like you're not happy with what you're doing or you've ever felt that you have to live up to standards that you can't, this book you feel that in here, right? And so whilst I can't speak to Jeanette's personal experience, Jeanette McCurdy's personal experience, I can definitely say that I'm getting something out of this, even though it's like so far flung from what I go through, have gone through, will go through type thing. It, it's a very, uh, I think it's a very influential book. I think it changes the discourse around um, parenthood and childhood. And I think it's a very good thing. I think this is this is one of the probably the best selling books. I mean, it was it was sold out on Amazon when I got to it, so I had to wait for ages to get it. So because I wanted a hardback copy, I think it's one of those books you need in a hardback. Speaking of books you need in a hardback, this is one I bought a while ago, but I am getting around to reading it. I had a big Star Wars backlog, and I finally got around to reading this. Very very hype about this one it is a little dirty because i've been taking it to work and maybe that was the wrong idea because it is a beautiful book but i'm sure i can clean it up if need be but anyway um it is june now i got this around about the time the june movie was coming out i think oh it was a few months after at least i i can't quite remember it's been a while um but it is a beautiful book with a beautiful um cover so to speak and uh I'm only a little bit through right now, but I mean, with this book, it's a very big book, as you guys can see. And yeah, so it's it's very difficult to um, it's very difficult to get through, uh, especially because it doesn't have chapters, which is is hard. Like you you find it harder to set a goal for yourself. For example, oppositely, Jeanette McCurdy, um, the I'm glad my mom died, has like it's it's like two page chapters. Like you will go from like I was saying page. So 152 is the start of like sort of chapter 45, so to speak. And by 158, you're in chapter 46. That took me a long time to work out, even though it says on the page. But what I'm trying to say is this book does not have chapters, which reminded me very much of... So I, used to, I did English literature at university, and one book that this reminded me of, in terms of its style of writing, in terms of the lack of chapter, was Mole Flanders. Now, very different in terms of very different in terms of um content but in terms of the lack of chapters very much the same and that was another book that very much changed my perception of what a novel can be and i think this book is doing that too um yeah very fun i'm reading this before i watch the movie primarily because i want to see what the intent of the source text was first 
I'm wondering if that's maybe a, a bad call. I think a lot in in this day and age, it's almost better to watch it in reverse because then you get to like go in the book and be like, oh wow, that was better in here. But like you've already enjoyed the movie. I, I think sometimes it's better that way now. Funnily enough, like the whole oh I read the book and the book was better works better in like it's better if you do that in reverse, right? Like. I watched the movie, then I read the book, and the book was better. Rather than I watched the book, then watched the movie, and the book was better. Because then you don't enjoy the movie as much. If, if I make sense. I don't think I am, but that's all right. Anyway, um, yeah, so on the side here, uh, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it is gone past, I will turn the inner eye to its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Very fun, very good book. I, funnily enough, as soon as I started reading this, um, I, I follow Simon on uh, Kickstarter a lot. Simon is a board game company, and they started doing a June uh, board game Kickstarter, and I backed it instantly um, because I am a moron, and capitalism has a complete grip on me. I mean, what? And the one I have, uh started but not at all finished is this black panther um collection um by penguin um uh, which is great it's really fun again a bit, a bit mucked a bit, bit scuffed um that's my bad i, I shouldn't really take books to work because it doesn't really end well for them but when you're at work and you've got nothing to do sometimes you need a little bit of a, a reading time right um, I shouldn't really be admitting that, but you know. Um, <laughs> but um, no, gorgeous book, gorgeous, put, um, gorgeously well put together. What I think is interesting about these Penguin classics, I hope they release more because I think they're brilliant, is that they have a lot of um, discussion about um, the context of these works. So, for example, um, uh, but understanding the Marvel method is only the first step in appreciating the extent to which artistic labor was broadly distributed at Marvel in the 1960s. There was certainly room for key creators such as Lee, Kirby, and Ditko to place their distinctive individual stamp upon the work, but they made their comics with a, within a factory system that, where many vital tasks were dispersed across multiple hands. Their astonishing rate of productivity would not otherwise have been possible. Besides Lee's regular reliance on his brother Larry for scripting assistance, for example, we have to consider the fact that Kirby almost never inked his own work, his pencil. So as you can, guys can see, I'm not going to go too much more into detail there because it's not really about what the Black Panther you know, stories are about. But um, it's really fun. It's a really fun um, way of dealing with Marvel because a lot of people, I think this is one thing that the movies get a lot on um, the MCU, is that oh, as Marvel, don't think too deep about it. But actually, no, I, these heroes mean things to people and they mean things for movements and they mean things for iconography. And that's important, like regardless of how, um, you know, how stupid or small the sci-fi genre, not sci-fi, the, the comic genre, sci-fi genre, fantasy genre. I do mean to say all of them, but no matter how small people see them as in, in relation to, I don't know, great works like, you know, Shakespeare's plays or, you know, they still have a human experience. Um, You know, Jonette McCurdy's book, for example, it, it's it's not like, I'm not saying it's, it, it's, it's not your next... um. 1984 for example right it's still a good book but it's not it's not your next 1984 it's not your next animal farm it's not your i don't know why i'm giving george orwell but you know what i mean like there's a lot of books that like will still supersede that in terms of literary canon but it has a lot to say about the human experience 
so does a lot of Marvel comics, especially stuff when you're dealing with characters like Black Panther, because Black Panther is, as as we know, um, one of the most influential black superheroes we have. We have others. We have Storm, who sadly gets sidelined a lot. So, like, Black Panther, for example, is one of the stronger, more... Um, out there um more well known i mean obviously his movie you know was a big part of that success um and the second one is coming out soon um and uh, you, you know it's important to remember that yeah these characters are comic book characters and yeah they don't really mean much in the grand scheme of literary canon yeah i get that but also they do uh, in, in in the opposite vein now kind of similar to the last one actually well pretty much exactly similar is this one spider-man now I have talked about Spider-Man a lot, as you guys know, and I'm not Spider-Man's biggest fan. I'm more of a J. Jonah Jameson. Um, but Spider-Man is also incredibly important. Like, I can't, I can't like deny that. Spider-Man is the best-selling hero in pretty much everything. If you ever put Spider-Man in something, it, yeah. It's Spider-Man and then, like, probably Superman and the Hulk. They're, like, the big three that everyone knows, everyone's aware of. You say name a superhero, it's probably one of those three. Maybe Batman. But you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and now probably Iron Man. But you know what I mean? For, for, for years, it was Spider-Man. And it still is Spider-Man. And he's big and, and, and people love him. So this, this collection is very important in understanding where Spider-Man's origins come from as well. Now, obviously, it's a little bit different to, you know, critically speaking, it's a little bit less important like spider-man's an everyman for everyone right but black panther is an everyman for black experience and that's that's more important right like in the nicest possible way um you know spider-man is fun and he's relatable but he doesn't attest to any great um moral or ethnic or you know art type stuff any of those types of movements if you know what i mean um not in the same way at least obviously spider-man is a, a moral upstanding character but um he doesn't have the same kind of um gravitas in terms of dealing with ethical and political and you know social whatever issues you know so i mean that's kind of that's kind of um something i'm looking for i'm, I'm looking forward to it i will admit because i want to see the thing with spider-man for me is i like a lot of his villains i like spider-man villains a lot more than i like spider-man so i'm very interested to see early iterations of his villains um, same with Black Panther. Like I said, I've only gotten into the critical theory on that one at the moment because there's some critical theory at the front and some critical theory at the back. Uh, I'm currently in the beginning of that critical theory, mainly because I am I'm kind of in a... Even though I'm talking about books right now, and I'm very excited about these books. They're very great, um, very interesting for the most part. Um, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with actual reading. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's just because I've had an exhausting week or if because I'm off this week, so I was kind of holding back to read this coming week. Um, or I don't know if it's just something else. If, if sometimes you just don't feel it, right? Um, but no, I, I'm very much in... I've read more books in the past few months than I've read in possibly the last few years, um, which is very fun. Uh, you know, books are part of nerd culture too, and I think a lot of people forget that. I think people think nerd culture is just gaming and just you know dungeons and dragons and just movies when it's not it's not it's books as well i mean um for example when we had uh oh on talking about lord of the rings that was a big that was a big part of that like you know talking about the the, the, the literature i think literature is just important as as important to nerd culture as anything else and i think you know not so much, like I say, not so much uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. That's more of a mainstream-esque book, but still very important and very intriguing. 
Um, but there's, they're all they're all nerd books. They're nerd books, you know. If you want to know more about Obi Wan Kenobi, you're going to read this, for example. And this one did have a lot of controversy around it because of some um, discussion about Obi Wan's um, sexuality, which personally I have no real um, stake in. If Obi Wan wants to be whatever Obi Wan wants to be, let Obi Wan be whatever he wants to be. Um, you know, I I I think I think there's um, there's too much. Um, it's too much of a decision to make characters stay the same. It's funny, I, I was thinking about this um um yesterday. Um a discussion there was a discussion on Twitter, I don't remember who by or who with, but there's a discussion I saw where people were talking about the idea that um how do I put it? That um the characters that we should be exploring are basically the same ones that we keep exploring. Uh, you know, we should have this, we should have that, we should have like a Vader series, we should have a... I just think... Oh, I tell you how it came about, that's how it came about. Christian Bale. Christian Bale wants to be in Star Wars, or so the story goes. And people were saying, oh, he'd make a great, you know, uh, Darth Revan, he'd make a great Thrawn, he'd make a great um, Darth Malak. And um, whilst I disagree with all of those anyway, emphatically, um, for numerous different reasons um i just think those characters are kind of already done like not thrawn i think thrawn has some potential but lars mickelson is there to play thrawn um or or another actor you know but i i just think um i think with christian bale if you want to bring christian bale into star trek just make a new character for him because i feel like i feel like there's too much of a decision to make a character that is established have an established actor whereas i feel like what's better to do in my opinion, I think this um, this is um, kind of just a bigger thing in general, not just even Star Wars. But if you want an established character, go with a no-name actor or or a lesser-known actor, because then the character takes over the actor, so to speak. And in reverse, if you want a big name, make a new character because the the new big name takes over if that if that makes sense what i'm trying to say is i think too, there's too much juxtaposition between a big character and a big name if you have them in the same room if, if that makes sense a, a total tangent by the way but um just just something i was thinking about and just something i've been ruminating on actually i, I totally forgot we haven't discussed um the audiobook that i'm listening to at the moment which is um princess and the scoundrel which is the Hannon Leia book that released recently by Beth Revis, I think it is. I hope I got that. I hope they got the name right. Beth Revis, if you ever watch this, slash if any other Star Wars authors ever watch this, I'm really sorry for getting slash not getting the name right. I don't I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um but I like it. I like that book a lot uh, for the for the for the emotional overtures of Leia and Han. There are some issues I struggle with. Uh, it does it is kind of dealt with within, within the the contents of the book, but essentially I struggle with the idea that Han and Leia went on a honeymoon, um, whilst the war was still going on, because this is like pretty much straight after Endor. And I get it. I get it. I I, I get the story essentially intimates that. It's needed for like optics. It's needed for like the sense of like, hey, if people see you guys celebrating the win, then everyone's going to celebrate the win. I get that, but it just felt weird. It feels kind of stifled, especially because, and this is my real issue with this book, and it's my issue with a few other Star Wars books as well. Anything that re really references Batu slash Galaxy's Edge, um, and this one is re re um, dealing with the Halcyon, which the Halcyon is the new experience 
the I forget what it's called, but the new experience from Disney um, regarding Star Wars. Uh, I have an issue with tie-in in that way. If you're doing a one-off comic book or you're making a one-off reference in a book, fair, okay, I get it. I do not need to see your like your starfighter or i do not need to see your um planet that you use to make money showing up in every piece of creative like i i understand and like don't get me wrong do i want to go to galaxy's edge yes do i want to go to batu yes do i want to try this ship one day maybe if i have enough money and i can afford the drink that's like extortionate amounts of money that's like thousands and thousands of dollars or pounds or whatever it is yeah well no i wouldn't have the drink but you know what i mean i i would love to go sure um but i just think you know when you have art coming out like andor for example at the moment like real art like yes it's a monetary game but it's also artistic and then you see a book that yes it does have artistic overtures like i said the han and leia stuff in the book is great but knowing that they're heading towards a ship that is essentially profit for disney and the book is essentially a way of um promoting said profit um i have an issue with that and like i don't have an issue with a lot of things disney do especially not star wars wise i have very little issue because i think star wars generally is in a good place especially more recently like i say with andor and mando and you know clone wars season seven etc etc um the only real miss at the moment has been boba fett but yeah i'm kind of in this position of like mm, i don't like this so I think that's why I'm struggling with that book specifically. Um, you know, the High Republic stuff, for example, is really, really kicking off in a big way for me. I've been reading a lot of it recently, and I do enjoy it a lot more because I think it's not about supplanting or supplying something else. And I think that's what Star Wars needs to get out of. I think it's something that Marvel does quite well, actually. Funnily, to, contrary to the point of what I'm saying right now, is that Marvel is constantly moving forward in their timeline. Star Wars is constantly looking backwards. And whilst I don't want necessarily all of Star Wars' stuff to be, you know, post-Rise of Skywalker, because, frankly, I'm not overly, overly hyped about that era specifically. Um, I I just think there's too much past. And past in the sense of, like, everything has to surround the Galactic Civil War. Everything has to be around episode four. Not even like five or six. Like, this is the thing as well. Like, why aren't we doing something set between four and five? Or why aren't we doing something between set between five and six? Like, those are eras that have been largely untouched as well. And there's, there's about two years between each of those movies as well. Or even go sideways, go horizontally, and do something totally different with new characters in a new place. Like, the Chiss, the Chiss Ascendancy is there for the reaping, so to speak, in terms of content um and movies and tv shows and you know stuff like that like you could have like you could literally do a game of thrones type series with the chase that lasts seven seasons very easily i mean throughout the throne books there's already six of those and most of those deal with ascendancy politi politics um in some way or another like well maybe one not so much but but generally speaking so it's kind of like it's this thing of like I, I think you need to move on from using all of your characters all of the time. Um, use some of them, some of the time. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at the moment, books-wise. Um, I do have a few more books ready to go. Like I said, there is a few High Republic books that I am behind on. I just finished 
is it Rising Storm? No, I I Crash Point Tower, which was uh, uh, again a young adult slash kids book, but um painful, painful. And I understand again, I understand it's not for me, so I can say that and then move on with my life. But painful, uh, just oh, I don't even want to talk about it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm moving on to uh, I think. Oh, which one's next? Is it, um, it might be Lorna D's audio, um, like audio novel thing, like the audio show. Um, I forgot what it's called. Tempest Runner. Is that right? Might be. Um, but yeah, I'm getting to that one soon. And then after that, I think I have June Messiah to read as well. I have the sequel to June. Um, and then I'm kind of trying to get back into some series, like watch some stuff as well um because there's a lot of stuff coming out at the moment and just not enough time to consume it all but yeah so that's what i'm reading at the moment um if you guys enjoy this kind of content discussing what i'm reading maybe even going into depth about like reviews or or like giving some ideas about like canon uh the best canon books or some of my favorite non-canon books or you know, like star wars wise or or even like you know hey you should read this book and then talk about it like feel free to tell me um, in the comments here or in our Discord or, you know, fi find me on Twitter and, and and shout me out or something like that, like or DM me or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think I enjoy trying to shake up the formula in terms of what we're doing here sometimes. I think this is a really great, 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 really great way of doing that. And also just the environs is a little bit different as well. So it's a little bit more cozy. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming by. Thank you guys for hanging out. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I mean, and uh, elsewhere. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys. I'll see you later. Bye, guys.